0: hey <laughs> hey what's what's up babies uh this is anita waleda
1: and this is red summer and we are your gay
0: auntie hey. Oh, hey beautiful people i don't know if you noticed um with the last episode coming into 2019 that i had new theme music Mm. for us mm. I, you know I thought, you know it needed a little change like i ain't trying to make no new beats so you know i went did like everything else i guess went online but <laughs> I, I felt it, it needed it did sound a little bit mature you know mm. you know makes yeah. it up a little <laughs> yes yeah, it, it sounds auntie-ish and my <laughs> idea of what auntie-ish sounds like but not like you know who would be our aunts but who you know, anyway. Oh,
1: we are as aunts. <laughs> anyway,
0: enjoy the new music. <laughs> and and you know, um, before we jump in, just a quick reminder you can always holler um at us, uh, y'all, with all the trials and tribulations, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, what's going on? If you need some direction, some advice about life, you can holler at your gay aunties, at your gay aunties. at (laughs) um, gmail.com we're also on um instagram and you know in our links you can go and find all that um we are including our patreon page yay yay yay
1: yay
0: yes please if you feel the advice that we give here if you just feel us if you love us if you want this to continue and be a presence in your life, your Gay Aunties, the podcast that is, you can holler at us at patreon.com slash Gay Aunties and holler at us when you can with what you can. All right. Yeah, yeah. Zip (laughs) course, of
1: course, So so we can keep rolling.
0: We be hopping emails (laughs) on some of this shit, you know what I'm saying? (laughs)
1: We
0: be getting them little 14-day trials, you know what I mean?
1: All right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah.
0: <laughs> so this is going to, I guess we was talking that this is going to be the, whatever the fuck is going on in the- Alphabet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A little bit of Yo, everything. Do you remember that, um, that uh, did they ever show this cartoon in school, when I say school, I mean like elementary school, so we talking about 70s, 80s, it's called, um, it's had this song for eating chicken soup with rice da 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 da
1: okay 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 uh, and it had a no, no 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 i'm gonna say no, that was a new york thing <laughs> you know Oh, yeah, actually, it
0: did it did take it did take place in a urban setting but it was just time. like a little character um called pierre he said i don't All he said was i don't care I don't care. So the um, so the lion, and then a lion comes and eats him up. He's like, he just doesn't give a shit about anything. A lion breaks into the house. It's like, motherfucker, I will eat you. He's like, I don't care. And so the lion, ate P.A. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yo. Now God, I need to I find love this. I need to, to know what this is that all shit, about. Like, At least once a year in my elementary school. <laughs> You are exactly okay. Yo, anyone to care, that's Pierre. my okay. age bracket, I can't just be a New York. thing, I'm sorry, I can't just can't be. It can't be just the preface of my principle. You know what I mean, or something like that. Because it was like a ritual. But anyway, I, yes. I say all to say that's. So I only went on that long ass tangent because of the whole spaghettios uh, alphabet soup thing. For some reason, my brain just went to that wonderful memory. Anyway, yes, yeah, so
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there has Ugh. been a lot, a lot going on in the last couple of weeks. Some of it mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Some of it is even more ridiculous. And exactly. we just got to talk about it <laughs> because sometimes you need to just talk about it, get it out, and so you some can Some of it's old on. ridiculous, and we have old and new um, ridiculous. Y'all, especially the R. And not Rakim. That's- <laughs> right. That's, that's old ridiculous. That is new ridiculous. There's been a, um, uh, I guess it's a series, mm-hmm. I have not been able to bring myself to watch it's it. It's a
0: lifetime. I-, I told Cable to kiss my ass a very long time ago, so I ha- have to wait to come on Netflix <laughs> or Hulu before I actually right. do it, but it ain't nothing I ain't seen or known.
1: Right. So- Surviving R. Kelly, um, um right. <laughs> and so I'll just say, coming from Chicago, you know, having been in high school in the nineties, we've been noticed. <laughs> like, he was he was parked outside of my high school, just like plenty other girls, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that that kind of struck me in in the conversations that I've been having with women who have watched it and, you know, and are managing their trauma Hmm. uh, after watching it was like the police knew, you know, our our SROs, our, our, you know, campus police officers were standing outside, chopping it up with our Kelly Mm -hmm. outside our high school, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, we had to, Spread the word to protect ourselves. Wow. Like I remember girls wow. saying like do not get in a car with him. Like do not go anywhere with him. Word. Like, crap. like, yeah. Um, First and of all, I'm was, sorry. I'm
0: sorry. So if he's scoping your high school, how old is this nigga? Ain't he in his forties or he's in his
1: fifties? He's in his fifties. Damn. Because he was the same age with my older cousins. And like so he dated one of my cousin's friends we I lived across the street from his high school, but I was bused to the art school on the other side of town uh-huh. so um, yeah, so, like I would see like his people in his social circle in my neighborhood, and then you know he would show up at my high school on the west side, so it was really, really interesting, um being around it in, in you know in that time because everybody knew Mm. Mm. like everybody knew it was common knowledge and it was kind of like kind of excused like when he was in his 20s just like well he didn't have no girlfriends when he was in high school so now he's trying to relive his high school years y'all just got to understand you know what i'm saying (laughs) but i i don't know i think the conversations that i've been hearing like a lot of people I've thankfully only had to delete one person off of my page because <laughs> I've done over the years like a good, you know, job of curating my page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I would say that I, for a while, was just accepting black women indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. But I had to understand that, you know, all skin folk ain't skin folk, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know what? You know, this
0: movie should have been called, or rather, my reaction to this movie that I have not seen, I feel like it's surviving black people surviving R. Kelly. Because mm-hmm. the 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 you know, in the range of commentary. That's not a word. Comment yes. it's comments.
1: <laughs> commentary. <laughs> it's commentary. commentary.
0: The range of commentary. Um, and it depends on whose page you're on, who started the thread, all of this.
1: Mm. Uh, who their people? Who their are. people
0: are exactly? Yeah. You know, where you would question like, how do you know this person? Right, <laughs> you know. But um, but even like the strangers on Instagram, just wailing off on the shade room or whatever. Um, it's honestly, it's well, it's a lot more supportive than it has been in the past, but still, mm. the the heartache around the 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 absolute dismissal of these young girls and the cloak of protection by default of this man. Yeah. Like you just cannot live without his music. He is a good, not, well, now ain't no one saying he a good mm-hmm. black man. It's almost like no one's really, dis, you know, disputing <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that he's a pedophile, but yeah. what, none of people are using what he is the word pedophile one you know but they're trying to balance that out with get putting some weight on the girls like why didn't they do this or why people around them didn't have their back or um they could have walked out or it's like why even exercise you know someone's victimhood like why even unpack that repeatedly and abusively <laughs> You know, why, why do that? He is what he is.
1: And I was having to tell somebody like these girls not having active parents or protective parents does not mean they should have been raped. Like these girls not having um, parents who, you know, stood up for them and and protected them does not give permission Like a a real like a grown man should have been like, no, take your little girl, take your daughter on home, tell her to go study. Like and that's what people don't get. And you know, that's not an excuse. It's not an
0: excuse. And what people, it's almost like we say our black boys can't just be teenagers because they're always seen as older and less trustful than what they are than just being freaking mm-hmm. teenagers. The same thing goes for our girls. Our girls are seen as thoughts at the age of 14, 15, 16, you know, grown woman thinks and grown woman rationale and, you know, grown mm-hmm. woman's whatever to make some sort of decisions for themselves, they have no sense of boundaries there. You, you, this most grown women that that will not say no to fucking R. Kelly, at least before all this bullshit was known. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, how you think a fucking child? A eight, I don't give a fuck if she was eighteen. Eighteen is a child. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. and this easily can be easily groomed, easily, easily.
1: Right. And in he a pop star? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Especially if, like, in this society where, you know, women are always told, like, a man got to take care mm-hmm. of you, a man got to be able to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then a man comes and he has the financial means that you've been told is the, really the only uh criteria <laughs> that a man got to have, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if he's abusive. Like, people don't talk about that. They don't say, well, no, if he has money and he's mean to you, then no. Like, they just say, like, a man got to be able to take care of you. And then that's it. And so here it is. Girls who clearly are in situations that are not ideal, Mm -hmm. clearly are in situations where um, they're not being protected. Then you just further victimize them. Like, I don't know. I don't know. know. I don't know. But, you know,
0: I think it even goes deeper than that, red. It's like where little girls or young girls are are not in the practice of depending on their own means to take care of themselves or it takes a little bit longer and they fall into that whole trap or whatever they yeah. also I, I want to also just acknowledge. And this is not speaking for all women, but a woman's investment in a relationship. At least initially, there this is a, there's an earnest investment in it. Whatever they see, whether it's financial comfortability or it's emotional comfortability or just you know being wanted, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There still is an investment of women where they're, and when I say the investment at the very least, is trust. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's an investment of boundaries, like I'm giving you more boundaries. Like one woman, um, I was listening to um, interview at the, what is it, the Red Table Talk with uh, Jada Pinkett and her mom and, and yeah. Willow. And one girl was like, oh, okay, you know, we were in a relationship, at least in her head, she's in a relationship with this pop star. And he wanted the threesome and she felt as a partner that that's what she should give him. But then he wanted another one and another one. And then, then she slowly realized the disingenuousness of their interactions <laughs> and yeah. what the intent yeah. was. And that's what I mean by that, the, the initial investment of trust, you know, girls and not to say you should trust, you should trust someone you just newly <laughs> entered a relationship with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're trusting what they're saying until you realize you can, but then, but by, by that point, you know, especially if you're young, you don't, know how to navigate that in your head to really separate the two and make a decision for yourself they get intermingled and it becomes Mm -hmm. this this thought process that you are too young to really understand how to navigate and not for nothing a lot of grown women can't navigate
1: and i was just thinking like there are a lot of grown women and men who have been like what do you call it like um mentally brought into like cults and, and religious orders and all of this kind of stuff and, and done things that they never thought that they would do because they've been convinced mm-hmm. through whatever this practice is that this is what they should do and, and the right thing to do for whatever those reasons mm-hmm. are. And so you're expecting children to be able to navigate um, mental control <laughs> when adults can't do the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. And all
0: our minds work the same. Everyone can be manipulated. I don't give a fuck. Anyone. Just the right person, right timing, and the right space, a headspace you're in. You know?
1: But. but, And we have to be clear that it's not everybody that's being targeted. It's a a select kind kind of person with a select kind of situation. You know what I'm saying? It's. Come on. Come come
0: on. Yeah. Come on. And and, and, and it's just. I'm, you know, someone commented somewhere that, you know, all of these black women who are caping, still caping Mm -hmm. for this nigga, are like the 50%, 53% white women that voted for Trump. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. The exact same headspace. Yeah. You are just like some bleach blonde, white suburban soccer mom that don't want to go against her man because it's all about you know her man's politics and protect the man in the house or they associate and align themselves or their own value with whatever man or men that are in their lives where it's yeah. like by all hell or high water I'm going to protect black men, period. Or mm-hmm. I don't want to feel bad, bad. I don't want to critique black men. like They're just as comfortable, okay. uncomfortable with critiquing black men as black men are being to, to be critiqued. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, you know, they're uncomfortable for them. Yeah.
1: so yeah, we we know we haven't watched it. Mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. We
1: don't we don't feel the the pressing need to watch it, and of course, we're speaking from what we've already known and, and seen and observed around. <laughs> I mean, this issue over the years. And, and can is... I just say
0: one little thing? Um, though mm-hmm. I was at least blessed not to have the unfortunateness of having this motherfucker just looking at my high school window. <laughs> right. I remember when I was when I was in the industry in the mid-90s, I remember this off conversation, but I never forgot it. That somebody, I don't know, I was I think I was talking to my lawyer at the time and it was with my manager and somebody else was in the room. There's an industry. It's really like a vague memory, but also that we were clearly talking about R. Kelly and someone just slyly saying, Oh yeah, nigga, he like, like he like young girls. But it, it wasn't like the fight it was kinda like, you know, I, maybe it was on a time when he was fucking with Ali and maybe that was the top of conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. And I kinda like, you know, I was like, I took it in, and it's almost like in one head, you kinda know, but you don't wanna, you know, and mind you, I was much younger there, but you know, you couldn't yeah. you're not putting the pieces together, but I never forgot it. I never forgot yeah. it, you know. Um, but yeah, but I ain't luckily I ain't never I ain't never met that nigga in hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm glad I was never in his presence. Think, That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think it's um, it speaks to a larger issue in that girls in our community aren't protected from R. Kelly's or Uncle Charles or. You know, Mister Mister Larry. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. like like none of that. And this is R, R. Kelly
0: in almost every family, <laughs> right? <laughs> not to the degree of okay. R. Kelly, but there there there's a uh, uh, you know Uncle Chester, the child molester. You know, yeah. Um, or even, and it's not even put it. Don't put it like stereotype it as some. You know, like they're all like the uncles or the oldest We are talking about the cousins that can be your same age. You know, your your yeah. slightly older yeah. brother. You're like there's a lot of incestuous kind of, you know, crap that goes on in black families and, and just black neighbors as far as the extended family or the people that you see right. every day. You know, I can't tell you the umpteen stories that that many of my friends have, you know, including myself, of being preyed on to whatever degree as a fucking child.
1: Right. You know, right. a
0: child, adolescence, teenager. And and on through and life. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> You happening
1: know. to you if this has been happening to you since you were eight, nine, ten years old, by the time you're 14, 15, you're kind of numb to it. Yeah. You're kind of used to it. Yeah. And you and, and you, you, you identify like, with it to whatever degree. What, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what is normal. Mm-hmm. It becomes your normal because you've been preyed upon since you were a small child.
0: And in a lot of these ways I, I I just want to keep going a little bit because this this is I, I think a tender thing for most women and not tender enough for most men. The way men perceive their coming up ands their rites of passage, their adolescence, their teenagehood it's a completely different movie <laughs> than yeah. how girls have you know experienced that time, you know, and not enough boys are prepared by the community to grow up as they grow up and not enough mm-hmm. girls are prepared by the community to set boundaries so they can too freely grow up.
1: Right. And everybody
0: can make a clear motherfucking decision when you are ready to engage beyond that point of being boys and girls. You know what I mean? And people, and, 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 and yes, we can talk about the, the, um, the, the number of un recorded, unspoken about boys that are molested by both men and women.
1: Right. I was just going to say
0: that. Because Homie's brother went on some fucking talk show talking about, I don't even know if it was a clip from the movie or not, or where it came from, but talking about how he was, you know, molested by their sister. So it was just some, you know, some shit going on in the family. And, you know, in people's comments, like, see, I knew there was something. It's like, mother bitch, that ain't the point. Fry the whole family. You know what I mean? It's like you don't you don't stop becoming. You know, like you don't stop becoming a predator because you was mm-hmm. once a victim. Obviously, their sister got who the fuck fucked with her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, yeah, come on. You know what I mean? You don't, right, right. That a, exactly, that's not a pardon. Like, welcome to the club, bitch. Definitely.
1: Yeah, this is the way yeah. you're behaving. Come on. You should be more sensitive, if anything, especially you growing up in, as a victim of sexual assault. That doesn't grant you like permission to just go abuse other people. You should be more sensitive. You should be more protective of children in your care because of what you went through.
0: Exactly. You should know the nuance of what, of what fear looks like. In someone's eyes, if you've experienced yeah. um, powerlessness, like not having power over your body and your mind, that's powerlessness—absolute powerlessness. Absolute powerlessness. Right. And if you submit to that, which, if you're a young person, it's very easy to, to submit to.
1: You know, mm-hmm. come on now. And so it, it makes me think about the um, the interview with um, oh 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 oh. What's the young the rap mm. he's from New Orleans, okay. uh Lil Wayne. Um, he was in an interview, of course, he was high, and he was talking about his first sexual experience. Um, and that I guess the um baby had just brought some woman in to like have sex with him when he was, mm-hmm. I think, fifteen or something like that. And the interviewer was just like, um, that's abuse, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he didn't kind of really see it, you know, at the time. But I think because we don't discuss on both sides, how, Mm -hmm. how horrible Mm -hmm. adults treat Mm -hmm. children. On both mm. sides, women and men, boys and girls. Like we need to, and we don't have rites of passages. We don't have communities protecting the children and, and making sure that, you know, mm. things are being taught in a proper manner and not, you know, just, oh my God. Yeah. So many stories are just rushing to my head. of How many people, how many men that I've spoken to that have had these horrible um, initial sexual experiences by people who were hooking them up or, you know, I'm going to show you something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you this gift, you know, to teach you about whatever. And yeah. they're messed up forever. They don't get to have um, autonomy over their sexuality either. Exactly.
0: And for you and I who've both worked in, in public education or education in general, we've both have stories of you know, first of all, just seeing signs in children, you know, you know how to, you know, because it's you know it's really clear steps that when you are you know suspect of a child either being abused in whatever degree, how do you move through that, you know, right, you know? Um, but knowing that what a lot of kids go through gets back to our neighborhood because I've only taught in in our neighborhoods, you know. Yeah. Um, well, says on this one long time in France, I was teaching a little. Cherubs and shit. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> but I mostly taught our cherubs. <laughs> yes. uh, you know. <laughs> and but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but and and so it's just I'm I you know, you we know, can you know we can bring this around because I you know I don't know, I don't know how much energy even talking about even it's, again it's not even so much about this nigga it's really about us it's about us yeah and our, our, our self worth and value and we we talk two sides of the coin all the time about wanting to be valued and wanting you know to 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 matter but we need to matter to ourselves fully and thoroughly and holistically yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yes. we, we ask any motherfucker any motherfucker to honor that right. You know, so we can't sometime yeah. ourselves, motherfucker. We got to be consistent. All of us it matter in this community,
1: all the time, all
0: the motherfucking time. We don't hurt none of our babies. Yeah, and none of our grown folks either. <laughs> 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 we got limits, motherfucker. Exactly. Don't be touching us. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
1: But too, like I'm at a, you know, I'm at an all boys school now. Mm. And some of the things that they believe wholeheartedly, I'm like, who told you that? Like, no, no, no. Like, it's it's crazy. And one thing that, like, I always, I did this when I, you know, was at a co-ed school, and it has such a interesting impact with the girls in the room. But, you know, even doing it now, just like starting off the, the, the terms, I'm like, listen. Like, it is a part of my rules. And uh, um, I will have this conversation with them. Like, nobody's ever told you that, like, you're valuable as well. Like, nobody should just be able to have you, too. Like, you should be able to be very specific and very intentional and very choosy, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, with, with who gets to share you. Yeah. And not just take anybody who's willing to accept you.
0: And, 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 and take anybody into your life. And that's what I think boys need to understand, because, you know, part of the, 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 the dialogue that boys have with each other that has become so commonplace is a particular attitude towards women um, um, mm-hmm. versus in a, you know, a, you know, almost a discarding attitude, you know, like it's about numbers, quantity over quality type of thing. Right. And you've worked so hard on this quantity thing. And because it is quantity over quality. And, and, you know, I, I, I say this because, you know, quality mm-hmm. is always relative. All right. I don't want to say there's a quality, quality yeah, yeah a quality you know, woman over another, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. What you like, yeah. is what you like right. But if you've only, if you have, if you have not, here's what I'll say. If you have not been in the practice of knowing what you want for yourself, what truly fulfills you, even if, even if you will never get married, and you want to always be with a lot of women. If you still, if you have not worked through what you want in your life, who you want to surround yourself with, and not just in bed, as far as the opposite sex, if that's your thing, you know what I mean? Um then how? why are you complaining that that's, that that's what women is about? That's the only kind of women you surround yourself with. And because men mm-hmm. are taught to be indiscriminate for the most part, to where they feel it's almost natural for them to be, for the most part, indiscriminate, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Then they don't know how to be choosy, or they don't know how to define for themselves where their pleasure center is. With whomever they're attracted to, and when they get older, they kind of get this, but they ruin so much precious time when they're young too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And and, and, and they do yeah. so much carnage in in them. Not and the thing is, like, you leave carnage, and you ain't even trying to better yourself and leave it on this carnage. So that's just a waste all around.
1: All the, the whole experience <laughs> is a waste. <laughs>
0: So, so, and until, until people understand that boys need to be nourished differently so they can become a man that they can define and not defined by other men, Mm -hmm. then, or not solely defined by other men, I should say, then, you know, I don't, um, I don't know what to say. It's like, yeah.
1: I had a, um, well, my students competed in a speech contest. And there was a middle school kid who was talking about the effect that his father's absence had on his life mm. and and more specifically had on his mother. Mm. Right. So it was an honor of his mother in, you know, her picking up the mantle when his father left. And one of the things he, he brilliant, brilliant young brother. Um, he came up with like four or five things that should be done. Um, for young men to prevent this in the next generation. Mm. He said one thing is that they need rites of passages. They need um, responsible men to teach them about manhood. He said that, um, you know, basically young men get information from whoever is around Mm -hmm. them, right? And and now through social media and, and those images, he said, but there has to be responsible men who know how to be husbands and fathers who are teaching the young men in the community. Mm -hmm. Most of the, most of the men who are husbands and fathers move out of the community, right? Mm -hmm. They get their children and they move out. So they have to, you know, come back in in, for rites of passages and mentorship to, to teach the young men in the community. Mm -hmm. But he also said that um, financial literacy and sex ed need to be taught together for boys because they are not taught to connect um, adulthood and parenthood together. Whereas girls are taught mm. about womanhood and motherhood together.
0: Mm, interesting. I are
1: not taught about, you know, getting a job to take care of a family right mm-hmm. <laughs> and those things being connected so he was saying that you know financial literacy and sex ed need to be taught together in the schools and those were some things like those just couple of them i was just like oh my god like this baby like is about to lead the revolution <laughs> like i hired him
0: <laughs> i hired here, him to come the, the, the 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 only thing <laughs> well, is that I think time. a lot of this also applies, maybe slightly differently for girls. And when we say this, I, I know that you know queer family, you're like, oh, okay, no, 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 y'all just you know, it's binary shit, I right, right, right. Know, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be misunderstood, or even you misunderstood, and that we're trying to, you know, hold up some old ass binary, you know, men do this, women do this. But I want to speak on this whole idea. Um, with you know what boys need as opposed to what girls need, and where what they what they need similarly, right? And mm-hmm. you know this whole idea of rites of passage. The only when I've heard this before, um, especially and usually it's usually exclusively said in reference to boys. This kind of right, cause mm-hmm. I think rites of passages are seen. They seen they're usually pictured in some sort of physical thing you do. As a rites of passage, mm-hmm. though it can be mental too, but it's 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 for the most part a physical act, you know. Like I think boys have always had a certain kinds of rites of passage in the community because boys can do a lot of outdoor kind of things like basketball, you know. And I mean, mm-hmm. not to say that girls don't get in there. I'm just talking about traditionally, right? And girls yeah. really, the, the only really outside thing that they could make community around back in the days I remember it was double dutch, like around the rope area. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. but and then boys, but boys have been taught to kind of master their space in their outside surroundings, right? Master it for them doesn't mean there's only there's, only, there's many ways to master your space, right? But girls also need a rites of passage for them, and so, and, can, mm-hmm. and, and, and and that will look different if if if, the, if a sense of rites of passage is actually developed by women. You know, then it's also about what that individual girl needs and how that all fits into, you know, what the community needs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, but girls need rites of passage. Girls need know how to go out into the world and knowing how to define their space, starting with their personal space. And boys yeah. need to understand their personal space, too, and be honestly, you know. Because boys don't have a, a sense of personal, their, their idea of personal space is don't get too motherfucking close, and we can tap hug for exactly two point one seconds, the longest. Yeah. And that for is probably one of the biggest
1: handicaps that boys have no, you know, um, but then they become um, absolutely separated from intimacy, completely <laughs>
0: separated. They have
1: no fucking clue of what intimacy mm-hmm.
0: is intimacy is not being nice in bed. You know what I mean? Like they have no, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they have no idea of the emotional intelligence it is to be, to be intimate where girls for the most part, and not all women are, you know, women have, have been raised to have a relationship with intimacy where some things are taken for granted. You know what I mean? And when you put two women together, it's even better for the most part, (laughs) for the most part, (laughs) yeah, you know, Um, and that, and then, so like when I see a lot of men now kind of going through some, and I I talk about quote unquote good men or, you know, positive brothers in my own life, you know, going through and, you know, this whole, the whole Me Too movement is unpacking things for them that sometimes is uncomfortable or sometimes, you know, they just want to know where they fit in this whole equation, you know? Mm. yo, uh, and they're going through these little mini revelations that being men is such a big revelation. It's almost like the little boys again, or, you know, like, did you know, and, and I believe, and they get all strong with it. And I'm going to be, you know, yada, 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 and change because I see it. That's like, good for you, bro. Good, yeah. good, good. You know, I'm way over here. I'm like, I'm about, I got a solid 432 lessons ahead of you. <laughs> but I'm so happy. I'm, you're I'm happy you on this level. You on level <laughs> three, homie. That's what I'm saying.
1: Me and my girls, we on level
0: 500. We've oh, been
1: saying we, this, We've you been know exactly. This. So it's. it's the, but if you said it before, then you were just a. A militant separatist lesbian. (laughs) because you hate men. Exactly. So, my nigga, you don't
0: really need to announce it to appease me. I'm like, I'm glad. I'm glad that shit is happening for you. Don't that feel good? Opening shit up, like being more receptive Mm -hmm. to things in the world that is not all about you. Oh my god, and the joy that can be had when shit is not always about you. When you're not always the loudest voice in the room. When you're not always taking up the most space. When you're not always yeah. finding space, happy, happy joy. I'm glad. Yeah. For you. And I will be witness. But I don't need all the announcements. <laughs> <laughs> announce it to your homies. Announce it to your sons and your nephews. <laughs> yeah. And your uncles. <laughs>
1: It's funny too. Like I, something you said earlier just made me think about this revelation I had, or just, I don't know if it was a revelation or just like one of those aha moments um, early in my new gayness. (laughs) But I was, um, I was at one of the, the events with, with the boys and, you know, girls and boys in the gay community, we don't hang out a lot together, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we should.
1: We should. Mm -hmm. We we should because I have some absolute loves in my life who are, you know, beautiful, beautiful Beautiful. Black gay men. Um, But I was just watching them and I said, oh my gosh, like, this is the first time that I've seen Black men able to just hug and linger with each other. Mm -hmm. And just like Be affectionate with each other. And ain't nobody worried about being gay because they are gay. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't have to worry about nobody like hounding them and, and, you know, being on their back and everything. Because, no, that's that's their truth. That is the case. And they could just be. And I was like, yo, I wish everybody got to just be like this. This right here is dope. Like, and it didn't have to be that, like, like that, like, reach, hug, release. You know <laughs> <laughs> so then nobody think I hugged you too long. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so beautiful. And it really was, like, the first time that I had seen, you know, Black men able to just love, like, and just be loving to each other. And that was, like, That stuck with me.
0: You know, I mean, not for nothing, you know, it would be a beautiful thing at some point, you know, black men, uh, black gay men and black, uh, just black queer uh, people in general, but black gay men and straight men can have a better relationship because black gay men can really, I think, you know, help them with this, you know, uh, uh, physical intimacy issue. But, and I think yeah. I think a lot of straight men actually crave it. They can't articulate that, or maybe don't even want to own up to that. It may not even that you're attracted to gay men because you want to fuck a man, but more so attracted to gay men culture where they have liberal intimacy with each other. They, ain't, they may not even be fucking each other. Well, who no, knows? But <laughs> fucking each other, <laughs> and they're, they're, you know, they boys, but they're able to be physically. They can, like you said, have that hang time with each other. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where the same thing, you know. There's so much that queer uh, uh, black women can give, or queer black women, as identified as women, can give to you know, like cis straight, you know, women, and they can they can you know, straight women can really they should need some help on their hang time as well, because you know, yeah. I, I I it is not fun hugging a straight woman. It is brief, <laughs> and if I feel like I feel like I can't even really fully hug her with my full arm and my biceps, I have to kind of do this wrist-elbow thing. (laughs) Like, it can't be a full... You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. But that's what they give me. So I'm gonna give you back what you give me in kind. I ain't gonna snatch more than you give me. I'll give you a full-out hug if I'm feeling you like that, you know? But I'm usually open and trustful, but Straight women, no, I mean, I'm talking about like Atlanta Street. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh god, this is okay. This is like, oh honey, this is a little bit too brittle and or brisk or brick ass <laughs> cold ass hug. I say, like, yeah. So what does that mean? You know what I mean? And I don't. It's not just happening to me. It happens to other femmes too. Like to two femmes with mm-hmm. with straight women. You know, it's like if they know, especially if they know. Well, actually, what each yeah. other
1: too? What is what's what that? You know. I don't know I- <laughs> and I think it's probably a bit of that that same thing because like what we were talking about before like a lot of straight women gotta gotta cape so hard mm-hmm. <laughs> to show that like you know and do just too much. Y'all do too y'all much. Do too I don't know if y'all listening. Y'all do too much. Nobody is, is tripping off of you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to take you. <laughs> like, You're red. You're good. Yo, red. This. I want
0: to have a show. <laughs> I want to have a sh- I really want to have a show. And I feel like we need to have a guest for the show, but I really want to talk about um masculine women, some masculine women's relationship with straight women or desire for like, and and I am on team why bitch. Like why <laughs> why would you put yourself through it?
1: Oh why would you do it?
0: <laughs> but maybe have someone who Cause I don't, I, I, I stay away from streaming with like the plague. Like they, they are so unattractive Mm -hmm. to me. I can't even tell you girl, they can be aesthetically attractive, but they are unattractive. I'm not attracted to them.
1: Right. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, I agree. As far as like relationship wise, I'm absolutely not interested in like being nobody's first girlfriend and doing none of the first, like with nobody. Yes, I agree. Like you have to already. She
0: don't know how to cape for a bitch in these streets. Uh Uh-uh. A a street Mm -hmm. woman will not have my back in the way that I need you to have my back where I can take my shit for granted. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my main thing.
1: But at the same time, I have to give honor (laughs) to the woman who took that chance with me. (laughs) What?
0: No, I know. Okay. 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 (laughs) <laughs> well, see, like, well, there's, there, I think there's a slight difference between escorting someone over to the side they was going to be on anyway, they just we didn't realize it, to big you straight and you playing games. You know what I mean? Like, but you straight, you straight. And you sometimes fuck women, but you straight. <laughs> you know, you ain't femme, you, you, you straight. You don't got that Genesis plot. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> all right, we're gonna hold this conversation
1: to another to another episode. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what we said. This was the mixed bag episode today. We're talking about all all of it. <laughs> oh my goodness! My goodness! But um, Lord. Yes. yes so. Did. I had a real jump in my mind (laughs) from topic to topic. And so I kind of wanted to ease a little better. (laughs) Just transition a little smoother. (laughs) But um, just thinking about all of the things that are going on in the world at this point, Mm. um, like what's happening Oh, in society. Well
0: Go ahead. And this could be an episode too, but it's you know, and maybe when we get closer to the political season, you know, we're gonna have to talk about it. But everybody in the mama is coming out of the woodworks in a Democratic Party to run for 2020. It is going Ooh. to be bananas. I'm talking about yeah. you know, we got so we got Kamala Harris, we got um, Elizabeth Warren. We got um, Biden and Beto, I think they're official. I think, um, and, and now okay. we got this uh, Latin brother. Forgive me, I don't, I forgot his name because I kind of heard it on the past, But there's also this Latin um, cat out of San Antonio, right? Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, so we gonna have the jamboree. Now, you know, the beautiful thing about this is I love that there's a whole different mix of people. I know who who I'm for the most part. Whose corner I'm in, I'm still kind of ruminating. You know how much stomping I'm going to be doing for her, but mm-hmm. off the off the bat, I know who. If we had to vote today, who I would vote for out of who I just said. But yeah. the um, and I'm gonna keep it to myself because I think I think it's gonna be so hot because because everybody they are covering the whole gamut, we're covering you know women, uh, women of color, um, latinx. You know, they, we're just covering everybody, and, and then just your okay, the regular old white dude. You know, that we all kind of love. Mm-hmm. Body, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the cuddly white dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like, oh my God, it's such a smorgasbord. Like, it's like, yo, oh my God, what should I choose for? It's such a buffet. But in the, the day, everybody mm-hmm. got a debate. And so it's going to be so dope. It's going to be so dope because yeah. at the end of the day, I want someone that has a solid plan, an attainable mm-hmm. plan, a track record of getting shit oh, done, and that can go toe to toe better than Hillary, like a real toe to toe. And when I say toe to toe, Red, when I say toe to toe, I don't mean going insult to insult or or going to his level. I mean someone that knows how to trip that nigga up to actually also reflect to whatever degree what a lot of these, these, some of these people who um, who are still for Trump, a lot of times, what they say they admire in that is that he 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 shoots from the hip or he keeps it real for all intents and purposes, right? Mm-hmm. I think that whoever goes against Trump needs to be able to do that, but actually come back with a plan, be able to to like articulate whatever this plan is and debate with him that is giving
1: that, but
0: all but it's solid. Yeah, but it's solid.
1: And and you have to know how to come back when he calls you a poopoo head, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> So here's the thing. His whole campaign was to call everybody a poo-poo head. And all of the people behind him would say, poo-poo head, poo-poo head. And then you would get flustered because you now are six. And you remember being called a poo-poo head and you didn't have anything to say in response. You got to be able to say... I am rubber and you are glue It bounces off of me and sticks to you. If you are gonna beat him, you have to know how to play his game, okay? And you can't get caught up and you can't go back to middle school like and, and freeze on the stage and pee on your pants, okay? You have to know exactly what to do. You have to tell him that he is a Cheeto. And you have to keep going. Because that's the only way that you can beat him at his game. And what I, like, I'm here in D.C. Mm -hmm. So I am with all of the people who are freaking the hell out right Mm. now. Because they all work for the That's right. That's right. They all work. They're all over here like, oh, my God. Like, what is going to happen? They told me don't even bother coming. Like, (laughs) they're not even asking me to come and they're going to retro pay me. They're just saying don't even come. Right? people have just gotten their pay stubs and it says zero on it. Wow. Right? And so people are really losing it. And there's a whole, you know, I don't know, like I I'm doing this financial planning thing, so I think, you know, I know what to do in the case of emergency, but I don't. Like in in real life, like I I do understand that people like it's so expensive to live here and people are like losing Sometimes both checks coming into the house, right? And especially if if you are living, you know, a a comfortable lifestyle here, you have to have two checks coming into your home. So if both of the, the people, the adults in that household are working for the federal government, then you are really in panic here. And he does not care. So you really need to think about all of those things that that everybody was so excited about. Oh, he's a businessman. He's a blah blah blah. But you didn't pay attention to what kind of business he was doing. That he's he's used to not paying his workers. Yes. he's used to, to track have, have uh,
0: track record of not paying like, his workers.
1: He's used to going bankrupt in businesses and leaving everybody on the streets. Like that's not a a. a a point of concern for him and so you really want to pay attention to what people's track records are coming into this like who, what kind of people have they shown themselves to be like you thought it was all sweet just because he was white well okay <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I start seeing these for sale signs going up in my neighborhood I'm to no that's <laughs> real that's real it's that's real. definitely real and I, I just don't want people to to let this be a game like this cannot be the sixth grade, you know, presidential race for your class. Like this is really like the running of the country and you cannot take it so lightly this time. You cannot like th- the wall, the wall. We want a wall for people that build tunnels. Like <laughs> what's the wall going to do? <laughs> like, and this is what I'm saying. Like it's so many things that are absolutely ridiculous that we are being um, that we are not paying attention to that. We're having to suffer because of like, it's absolutely crazy. And so this cannot be your, your middle school election. Like we really have to be grown ups going into this thing. Really to, it can't be a popularity contest. We really can't take these things lightly. And I'm, you know, saying it as a joke, you know said about the tunnel thing, but like, no, seriously, this is a waste of our time and it's a waste of our resources. And come on, and now they come now list the fools that you should <laughs> start avoiding because the FDA can't approve them.
0: And now they, mm. yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, got TSA. I'm like, shit. Next time I visit my mom, I think I might just get on the train, honey, because these planes, right.
1: <laughs> And they're saying like the um huh? what's the people that, that guide the planes aren't at work? Yes, yeah,
0: like <laughs> you know, and, and and you know, and then there's checklists, like you know, each plane has to go through a checklist. There's the maintenance of the airport, but then there's federal maintenance as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at the federal part, they ain't checking their shit off. So it's like you need motherfuckers to oversee shit for a reason. You need somebody that's right. in the corner in the corner of the people to oversee shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And when that's not there, you know, shit fall through the cracks. You
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just can't, I just took my students to the Holocaust Museum, and they made some beautiful connections with, like, how Mexican immigrants are being treated mm -hmm. is the same Mm -hmm. way as how Jewish people were being treated, how they're just just magically became the worst people in the world. They just magically are the whole reason why, Mm -hmm. you know, there's crime in the world. And his last, like, State of the Union, just picking out three crimes that happened in history. It's just absolutely ridiculous. You know what? That's the it's same so way. You know, that's
0: the same way the Nazis. Uh, that's the same propaganda they would find a story, or not for nothing. They would fabricate. They would fabricate stories. Actually, that's what they really did. They fabricated yes. stories, you know, and just use those as the cornerstone to just shit on the whole people. And it's like, and the thing is that, and it's like, it's it's one thing how you know history can repeat itself because we have no, you know, it's only been a short time that we've had recorded history. And then it's one thing to have recorded history that's written down. It's another to have, you know, video. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like we know how this works, people. How can you not see this is exactly like, you know, because what he, mm-hmm. motherfuckers ain't in gas chambers yet, yeah. But they, but motherfuckers is still dead. Babies right. are still dead, and you don't, you don't see the correlation enough to have enough simple empathy, like or, or how, at how, even. Ugh, Mm. you know humans so beautiful but they so often disappoint Mm. they so often offer heart you know ache and heartbreak you know um okay we can wrap it up yo because uh <laughs> it, you know, it's like this. Let's just brace ourselves for 2019. It is going to be a roller coaster, drama filled ride. As a country, yeah. as a country, yeah. and not just politically. I mean, it's going to shake us to the core. There's so much shit that's going to happen. It's going to make us laugh. It's going to make us cry. It's going to make us fucking shit our bricks. Like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean. Because we got to get shook. We are being, we about to get shook like a motherfucker in this motherfucker. You know?
1: But that's the only way you change. Yes. I'm looking, let's, let's, get, it. let's get it. Let's get it.
0: Let's get it in. Let's get it. All of us, all of us. Not just who you think is going to get shook. All of us are going to get shook. because we all are holding on to the same handle rail.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All your addresses at the end of the day, you know, have five zip code, you know, numbers because you live in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, you in, you in, yeah. you know, one of 50 states in America. <laughs> so we all holding on to the same handle where I don't give a fuck what you look like and what you go through in America. We all to some degree yeah. are going to get shook. You know what I mean? Together. So let's just brace ourselves.
1: Absolutely. Well, this was, this was a wild ride. In itself, right? <laughs> this whole episode. And so I'm just, just so excited to have, uh, this platform for us to to be able to share all of the things that that we're thinking and maybe you all are thinking. If you want to see it continue, (laughs) go to (laughs) patreon.com slash the gay aunties so that we can can keep these conversations going. Um, If you don't know the link, don't know how to spell it, it's great. Go to your Instagram. In the bio are all of the links for every uh, way that you can get in contact with us and, and keep in contact with us. If you have a, a story that you want to share with us or some uh, a situation you want to get some insight on you can email us at yagate at gmail.com yes. A lot going on. Yes, yeah, so and we definitely
0: look forward to your letters. Because, you know, on instances like this where we don't have your letters, you see, we can go on, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We don't come for this motherfucker. You know, we don't got no producer. We is the producer.
1: And So just, like,
0: calling on my homie like, girl, what's good?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> And it's beautiful that we can share this yes, time for together. for sure. For sure. You know, they have the, the challenges uh your pictures, your old school pictures. Yeah, how do you do that, page. by the way? Because I've seen that. Uh,
0: I, I went on just today and I was like, yo, what's how people getting these done?
1: Does Facebook produce it or what? Um, I just put two pictures together. and Oh, people are doing it themselves. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, and it really, it was, I guess it was supposed to be like your first profile picture and your, you know, a recent your, picture okay. of
0: you. All right. Yeah.
1: But, um... We've been in the, in the game for a while, friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God, look, keep it going and, and keep the conversations rolling. Say word. Say word. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for a great episode, babies. Hope to hear from you all soon.
0: <laughs> oh shit, it's my turn, right? <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Oh, in my head, in my head, in my head, I don't even. I forgot, oh my bad. Look you did! No, no, no! It's just you, homie. It's you, homie. Yeah, you do okay. the whole shit. You got the announcements. You All
1: right, all right. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Well, I am Red Summer. And I am Eva Waliza. And we are your gay uh, <laughs> Later, y'all. <laughs>